Right, we're back again. Episode, are we up to six now? I've lost kind of where we're up lost to. Track. I don't even know what day it is, let alone number. <laughs> Lockdown now, all the days just blur into one, don't they? I know, it's just, it's got a Y in it, that'll do. There you know. have, uh, how have the first few days been? All right, actually. You know, there was a weekend in between, so nothing really changed there. Um, yeah, and it's just getting used to talking to people on a bloody iPad again, isn't it? <laughs> so... I'm not anyway, so uh, it's not much changing for me. <laughs> all the uh, all the fun of Zoom Zoom PT sessions. Oh. I know, I know. Still get out with a few clients, which is good. A bit of fresh air and stuff. So it's not as bad as the last one when it was full on lockdown. I mean, went out went out this morning. It looks like there wasn't even a lockdown on. You know, like people chatting away, twos and threes, no masks, blowing e-cigarettes in each other's faces. It was, uh, <laughs> it was like, all right, okay. Cool. It is feeling well. It's feel a bit more relaxed this time, doesn't it? No, yeah, just a bit. It's a good thing in a way. But um, let's go. Let's throw ourselves under the bus first and go. Who are we going with? The little goals we set out for ourselves last time. Anyone like candy already? I read a chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, to be fair, in that book though, a chapter's probably about hundred pages in it. Uh, yeah, it was a big chapter. You know, when you like, you start reading, and you like flip to the end to see how many more pages, and you get like demoralised by yeah. the like, shit. There's like twelve more pages. Like, really? <laughs> so, yeah. What about you, Jones? I honestly can't remember what I said. Oh. I said guess some, fucking some what? No, it was pretty chill, wasn't it? Was it um, like booking more time for myself or something like that? It's I can't remember what you said. I'll have to go back and listen to it. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, it's been good. Been fishing quite a bit. I was going to say, I've been fishing. Gold, gold six. <laughs> yeah, a bit, bit of me. Well, I say, I say me time. The, the little uh, the lads accompanied me each time, which has been cool to be fair. I mean, he's not even three, but he's uh, sitting it out like a trooper. Getting so. Uh, getting indoctr- indoctrinated early into it absolutely absolutely it's just but it's just nice being out like fresh air in, in the countryside pointing yeah. nature out to him and stuff like that i shut myself under my i'm uh well behind already on my uh average of ten thousand a day i've got some catching up to do this week Oof. like we decided i realized it was down on the first place because the weather was uh crap and everything and um Anyway, like Saturday, we were going to have a walk. There was um, a little market on up the road. It was about a three-mile walk or something. Like that. So it's like, we'll walk it and that. Because, all right, if we do it, we'll take, like, the the footpath that goes alongside um, this, like, brook, like, like a little river. Anyway, got partway down it, and it was like the, the push chair was just getting, like, entrenched in mud. It was just getting deeper and deeper. And deeper. <laughs> ended up turning back. And uh, my uh, goal of getting, like, 20,000 steps into something that day went and we just literally just got over 10,000 for the day so that oh, I'm going to do some catching up this week how far are you behind then? I don't know I need to do my averages but I think yesterday I only hit four or 5,000 with it being uh, little one's birthday and things like that so I've got uh, I've got a good few thousand to catch up on so that this week I'm about to get a few runs in and that to uh, try I would, and get I would, 
I would say you could cheat and attach your uh, Fitbit to your dog, but that oh, thing mate, doesn't bloody walk anyway, does it? Well, no, she doesn't. I thought that this morning. I ran out <laughs> and did a walk this morning. So I've been consistent with that, doing a walk every morning on weekdays. But like she, uh, I saw someone walking past me with the dog. I was thinking, it'd be, good. it'd be great if I can do this with a dog every day. And I realised I was hates walking. It'd be more stressful if I took the dog with me than uh, leave her I'll give you mine if you want. Mate, it wouldn't work for me anyway. I'm going off my phone. I've not got a Fitbit or anything. So it's like that happens before. My phone's been on charge. Like I think it was Friday. I spent most of the morning my phone on charge. And I still went, I've missed out on oh. God knows how many steps oh. here. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, These just smell like excuses to you nearly. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Can you just sit there and throw your phone up and down? Like, I mean, who, who, who doesn't track steps on the, on the watch anymore? Because I don't have a normal watch. What type of fitness professional are you? <laughs> I should have said that. I'm getting sacked. <laughs> no. I know, yeah. Right, Absolutely. let's get into today. Then I've had enough of that bus running over yeah. me and then reversing back again. <laughs> so, right, go on, Neil. You can lead this one. Your idea was to come up with how do you, how do you create a, a strong dad? Yeah, we were just having a chat, weren't we? Like, what to go over. And I think if you'd started from scratch, like, you know, we talk about strong dads and what is the anatomy? Like, how do you build a strong dad from scratch? You know, I think Jones, you kind of said, you know, you have the strength element training, you have your nutrition, you have the mindset, but how do you start and where do you go from really? And what to do with your training, I think would be a, a good place to start for us. Nice. So go on then. Should we start with training then and go from there? Let's go for it. Um, strongest is always best isn't it you know if you're I'm, I was thinking you know if you're a new dad your training's kind of slipped a little bit you know you've done bits in the past you know a bit of five aside or something on weekends been in the gym doing a few treadmill runs whatever it is you know kind of general kind of guy you know where would you start with your training and I think you've got to start with strength first haven't you um, you know yeah how that looks can be, I think it can be intimidating to dads. I think with you, Jones, I think one of the good things, I think I said it a few weeks ago on the podcast, like seeing your Instagram and um, not calling you an old fella, but. You know what I mean? You can still lift heavy and get strong and it's not a dangerous thing to do. And I think that's one of the fears of many. <clears throat> sometimes you know like oh you know because yeah. you know, dropping you know weights on your toes or deadlifting and bulging a disc and all that type of stuff so In injuries yeah, yeah. I, I think that's like i think i said it on the like like i guess the individual podcast I did back with when i had um the strength collective lads on it said like people tend to think like you say strength training to somebody when they first start out, they immediately think like a load of weight on the bar, heavy squats, heavy deadlifts, big bench press or whatever. And it, it isn't the case, certainly for like, probably let's like say for m most of like the dads like getting into it where you've probably not played sport or done any fitness work for a bit. You're probably pretty new to strength training and you've probably been doing stuff that like, picking up the kid, carrying him around in like well, something when they're little and um, like the, the car seat and that, and like on one side and things like that. You probably need to spend a bit of time 
doing a lot of single leg work. I think Neely, you said about this the other day in one of your posts, he's putting the time in building the foundations and I guess in the long run, that will look after you by putting the time in doing like lunges, split squats, you know, single arm stuff as well. And I guess training core that goes along with that, that will then put you in a better position to be able to get towards lifting heavy and also build confidence along the way. Yeah. I think one of the things I kind of changed with when I started training, dads, you know, usually you can start with like a, bilateral squat don't you or like a goblet squat or something like that and it was actually going you know what like a split squat or you know a rear foot elevated split squat is probably going to be the way to go and see where you're at there then improve your actual you know goblet squat and back squat and that type of stuff mm. I just I kind of stole that from you know rugby days because it's very rare you're on two feet playing rugby so we always did a lot of single leg stuff so I always kind of lean towards that anyway but um, like you say, as a dad, I think the loaded carries, you know, like you say, you're picking up the little one. You do the, uh, you do the, yeah, pick up the shopping bags from the car, don't you? And uh, get yeah. them out of the house without uh, doing two trips, you know, the usual dad stuff. So you, know. you say that as well. So I think it's probably off the back of your post of the week, actually, about the loaded carries. So I got into doing them a bit and gave them to one of my clients. I know he's a dad with like his kids are older, so he's past all the carrying phase and up, but like, um, he did him. Was just like, what the hell are these things you've given me here? Because I thought it was going to be nothing. Because when I got the weight right and started to feel it, it's like next day I felt like felt that way better than any what people think like sit ups, crunches, all that kind of stuff. It felt so much better from doing that than just hammering away doing. Yeah, I think you just one of the key things that is you just mentioned it when you said getting the the weight right because it's all relative to each individual. You know, like we say, strength training, that people imagine like Eddie Hall and people like that smashing 500 kilo deadlifts and, and big weights. But if you're not that way, if you don't have sort of that training history or you're not sort of that way inclined to train, like all strength training is relative. So it might be a case of using, like I say, 15, 20 kilo dumbbells for a loaded carry. That might be right for one person. might be too light for another person. So it's finding what works for you and make sure that you're lifting the correct weights based on your sort of history, strength, goals and everything like that. that. The other thing that I thought about with it that I guess we don't talk about a lot is, is sort of work capacity. Because again, the other thing like, I think like people find it intimidating in terms of thinking, we, we say strength training, they go in there thinking they've got to be I say loading a load of weight on the bar. But I think also people go into it having watched, you know, they watch like The Rock or whoever on like Instagram or like, you know, they see like Rocky montages and in their heads, that's what they think their training's going to be like. But it's actually, like you just said, Jones, it's finding your level, not just in terms of weight, but in terms of the amount of like volume, the amount the volume of work you can take mm. and then trying to build on top of it and build on top of it. And for me, that's where... I guess like frequency of training, the consistency, you're getting into it because the more you're doing it, the more you're going to be able to take, but also having a bit of a cardio element to it as well. What? It, yeah. Kind of where, where do you no. work with that? No, no, I, I agree. And I think, you know, like Neely said, sort of going back on the, you know, on the rugby sort of side of things, you know, there's, we've, we've all 
played against or played with lads who, you know, look good 365 days of the year. But after 10 minutes, they're absolutely gassed. You know, they can't, they, they, they might as well just walk off the pitch. So, you know, it's important that, all right, you, you want to be strong, look good, whatever it may be, but you need to be able to move with it as well. And that's where it comes down to, again, understanding your goals and making sure there's certain elements of training in your programme all the time. It's not just wait, 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 wait all the time. Well, I think a load of carries like, are brilliant because obviously you get that cardiovascular kind of crossover. Um, you know what I mean? You can add a few of those into a session and uh, you'd be pretty much out of breath, you know, training you know, your cardiovascular system with it as well. And you could just keep building that up. And, you know, you're kind of getting a uh, good word, multifaceted type of stuff, aren't you? Because you're getting strength and a bit of cardio in there. And all you do is add a little bit more weight or you add a little bit more time on there. And all of a sudden, you've kind of mixed it with the time you've got um, and you've had a good crossover. I think that's the thing with dads. If you're designing a training plan for a dad, um, it can't be biased too much one way can it because I reckon the goal is a bit more round with like a bit like an athlete really isn't it because like you say you got to be pre- prevent yourself from getting injured I think it's number one then build on top of that and then be healthy with it mm. uh, which is I think the challenge for dads because you haven't got all day you might only have three hours a week and how do you incorporate all these things into mm. three hours a week yeah all right. On on that basis, then, what would your sort of three to five top things be that would be in pretty much every program for building a strong dad at the start? So somebody comes to you, nearly get me get me strong. Off we go. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. Uh, we said five five things. Go on. Yeah, I'll give you five. Yeah. I think a, a split squat or a single leg squat's got to be in there, hasn't it? Just to see the difference between both things. I mean, even now, my you know, I, I'm really in tune with it, and even now, I've got you know a strength difference in both legs or, or, and arms. And I think a press up can like a jet, can you do a proper press up? Like you see a lot in the gym, don't you? Like jumping around on the floor and doing these sort of like shrug things and like. The most, I think most guys are like, I can do press-ups. Like, can you, though? Can you really do press-ups? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when you show us how to do one, so, yeah, single leg, press-up. Um, can you do a pull-up? You know, what's your pull strength like? You know? Um, yeah. Right, so, got, so we've got split squat, press-up, yeah. pull-up. Pull-up. And what is your hamstring or, like, posterior chain like? I'm trying to think of an exercise. What... Um, I'd say something as similar as a kettlebell deadlift, maybe. You know, like learning to pick something up off the floor correctly mm-hmm. without using your back and teaching that one. Is that four? That's yeah, four. We're on so. four, yeah. It might link into the uh, the pull-up. What about grip strength? Like, you know, you got to carry them bags from the car, you know. <laughs> you got the... <laughs> Flipping yeah. heavy. That's good. That's good. How, how, how much are you buying a week? As we say, grip strength. All right. So, like a loaded carry then or something. Yeah. I mean, isn't this some? I reckon we can pull this up. Wasn't this some study done on grip strength and like uh, longevity in old people or something like that? Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing that recently. Was that? Yeah. I've seen that. So, what if you, if you got a strong grip, you live longer? 
something yeah it was like a correlation between a stronger grip and longevity of life yeah. i think it's due to strength isn't it you know because unfortunately most people when you know in the 80s or whatever they fall down the press up one as well wasn't it like if you could do like 50 press ups or something post 40 years old you could live a longer life or something like that but you see well, that one i think i did a post about it it's probably a few months ago now where it, I can't remember where I got it from. It came up on Twitter or something like that. Some guy had a slide from like a presentation. It was like um, MRI scans through the uh, through like your quads, and it had um, like a, I guess like a pretty sedentary uh, guy in the set like seventies, and a guy who was like from Sweden somewhere did a lot of like Nordic skiing type of thing, and the difference in muscle mass that they they had was uh was mad so you could see like obviously like the bone in the middle then this like dark area around the outside which is the muscle and then the the guy did a lot of, was like a lot more active and did the kind of nordic skiing it was a lot more muscle and when they're a very thin layer of fat around the outside compared to the sedentary guy where the muscle all looked withered and then there was obviously a lot more fat around the outside it's, it's you don't realize how much just kind of like lifting i say lifting weight strength training things mm. like that like the benefits it has like Neil mm. says, when you get older. So with that, so say strength training, and obviously one of the sort of byproducts of that is sort of developing muscle, growing muscle, however you want to say it. Would how important would that be to you with the with a client? I was going to say it, it depends. What we always say it depends. So <laughs> the, cla- me, the old classic. I think it comes back to what I think we've mentioned at one of the podcasts of the week is like your client comes to you with certain goals. So if you've got like mm-hmm. most, most of us, like the clients we deal with, it's like they want to look, look good, feel, feel good. And I guess be injury free and things like that. So they come to you with things like that. They want to lose so much weight, looking in decent nick, but then your goals for the client are, you know, you want to be able to do certain lifts or, you know, you might have certain strength targets or things for them. One of them for me is obviously going to be building muscle. Now, I don't mean that in terms of you're going to try and turn them into like the rock or, you know, somebody like that, but it is in terms of like, you know, that if they're intending to grow, get stronger, build muscle in the gym, then that is going to be like the, the byproduct of doing that is going to help them to look in better shape and feel better in, 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 I guess in their lives. So therefore it's going to help them to achieve their goals. So I'd put it up there. It's one of the things that I'm, mm. I want them to be able to do in the gym. Mm. But you, know, you say I'm, I'm assuming they're not going to come in and go. I hate weight. Tra- I hate weight training. All I want to do is run, in which case it probably won't work with them. But you know what I mean. For me, I mean, that's why <laughs> we base their training around strength training. You want them to be building muscle. Okay, you're accepting that it's a difficult thing to do unless they're, I guess, making sacrifices elsewhere in their lives to really prioritize the training they're not going to build a significant amount of muscle in a short period of time or anything so mm. it's like right let's get you in the gym three four times a week lifting weights with the intent of building muscle but with the limitations of life and with what we're going to do with your diet you're not going to build a significant amount but it's going to benefit the the amount you are going to at least maintain or offset the muscle loss that comes with aging is going to benefit you later in life yeah 100 percent yeah, hundred percent. I think what you said there—the the offset of the muscular loss, isn't it? 
don't think people realise that it post thirty or something. You start yeah, it's like late twenties, early thirties, and it starts to. I tried. I, I tried to ignore that. <laughs> yeah, lost, mate. You want to try me my size and be worried about muscle loss? And he said, "Geez, I'm not built that much, and can't afford to start losing it at 30. Well, that's a good point. Though, isn't it? I don't think people understand how hard it is to build muscle. Like, yeah, like you were saying a few weeks ago about being a skinny guy and stuff. Like, I think sometimes people can look at trainers and people and go, "Some people are just naturally really good at building muscle." But yeah. it's like you don't understand, like say you, River, you might, you know, I would say you're a muscular guy and be nice to you now. Later on, we're off air, that'll get taken away. <laughs> like you are yeah. muscular, aren't you? But you probably really, really grafted for that. And I don't yeah. think people really understand like how hard that is and to keep doing it and the I don't know, the skill of building muscle and learning that and doing it properly. Yeah, because it it is a skill, isn't it? And it's like, because a lot of this sort of modern day mentality is like instant wins, isn't it? You know, like with Instagram, Amazon Prime, next day deliveries and all that jazz. It's like, right, I want want this and show you a picture of whatever. And like, right, when do you want it? Oh, last week. And it's like, uh, yeah, unless, you know, you're going to take sort of extracurriculars and whatnot and and basically give up half your life, you're not really sort of going to do that. Like most sort of late people aren't going to be able to achieve that. So, you know, like the way sort of like you're saying about River there, that's just consistency over a number of years. It's not a quick win. It's not six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, quick, quick spins. It's just, and then it, and then you've done it so long. It's just habit now. You know, for it's just part of the lifestyle. It's not. It doesn't really have to think about it. I mean, like, you know, you had your, your little girl's birthday the other day. Just showed us like a massive, massive cake. You know, <laughs> this just sat there, and it's like, yeah, like, I'll have a slice of cake. I'm having a brew. I'll have a slice of cake. Like, no danger. More than a slice of cake, but <laughs> <laughs> but but do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like you're not like what you're not putting it on the scales, weighing it out, panicking what you're eating. You know. You're making sure you're getting a, a real good source of protein each meal, plenty of carbs, plenty of veggies. You've got an active lifestyle. You, you weight train when when Bozza lets us. And, you know, it, and, and that's pretty much it. But the key to it is just that consistency and those habits. And it, it's just become a lifestyle now. And a lot of people, like you're saying, I don't think they quite understand that sort of longevity and what you've got to do to achieve what you want. Do you know what I mean? It's all like instant wins. I was going to say this the other day. I was going to do a post on it, but like guys were the worst to say, oh my God, the gym's closed. There's no point in training. And it's like, I've seen most guys train in the gym and you wasn't building muscle anyway. You were just probably (laughs) (laughs) preserving muscle. You know what I mean? Like getting a pump on, you know, is all right. You know, you've not actually built muscle. So like training in your garden or whatever, like learning to get to fatigue and then three, four reps, you know, what's hurting and learning how to do that. If it is just a press up or a squat and keeping the form is mm. the basics, what everyone should build. I think that's what really good trainers, I don't mean like trainers in like professionally trainers. I mean, people who mm. train at a good level understand. And uh, it's just like you say, it is a massive skill. And, uh, so, really good at it. Yeah. Following on from one thing you said then, Neely. <laughs> I think it probably kind of rounds up then 
the topic of training for this then is, so I, I guess progressive overload is probably the only thing we've not touched on. So how, I guess, how do you achieve that with clients normally? And what are you doing with that with people at the minute with, with lockdown? Um, me personally, I've, I've started really simple again. I've kind of took it back to the bare bones with people and said, right, here's a press up, here's a squat, here's a single leg. Um, and I love, in, I love including tempo, you know, into the training, you know, like the, the rhythm of the exercise, you know, if it's three seconds on the way down of a press up with a second hold, you know, one second on the way up, hold at the top, you know, the boring stuff, what's hard to follow. Cause you know what it's like when you start doing a press up and you, it's getting a bit stingy, you know, that three seconds turn into one, two, three, well, you know, it's staying within that. And cause you can get a bit rep happy, can't you with body weight stuff? You know, it's mm. like you're going to do 30 seconds of press ups and you've done a thousand reps or something. It's like, is it worth doing? Um, I don't know. You, you've been doing Jones. Have you been doing something similar? Yeah, it's just, but again, a lot of it depends on what kit clients have got. You know, and, it, and it, to be fair, quite a few of them are literally just a case of just training. You know, they, we've sort of gone away because a, a lot of uh, sort of a fair few clients shared a passion of getting stronger as in chasing the numbers while we're trading. So, you know, when you don't have your squat rack and everything like that, it just changes a little bit. So it's just what I'm like, say it's just an opportunity to maybe go over a few things. Like say, just get some unilateral work in and sort of building for that and getting them excited for the next phase when the, when the gyms are back open again. So, you know, it's just, just keeping it nice and simple with, with what they've got and making sure they're being active and not just sort of like, no, it's locked down. I'll just give it a few weeks off and then go back to it. So what, how do you approach it with clients normally? Because obviously, so like we've spoken about it in previous weeks, life gets in the way at times. So mm. how do you try and, I guess, keep an element of progressive overload like each week? And for those who maybe don't understand what we're talking about, progressive overload is kind of basically saying that you have to, I guess always be overloading your muscles or giving them an extra challenge or stimulus each week. Mm. So that's putting a bit of extra weight on the bar, doing an extra set or an extra few reps or whatever. How do you guys sort of like make sure people are buying into that? I guess like on a, on a normal, normal basis when we're, we are able to go in the gyms. Um, it's just getting them excited and, and challenging them. You know, like I say, like how, how many clients have you worked with? You know, when you when you sort of looking back over files and you said, like, Maggie, you've, you've just smashed out the thirty kilo dumbbells. You know, like ten weeks ago, you're on the twenties. That's that's mega. You know, and and they get because they get excited at seeing that progression. Because yeah, we do like you say the, the weights and measures each month and stuff. But when you're with someone once, twice, three, four times a week in the gym. It's, it's an opportunity to see and go over what they're doing and be able to observe. And, and you know, like some, some days, you know, a client comes in just absolutely fizzing, just starts smashing it out of the park. And it's like, wow, where, where have you been keeping hiding that kind of thing? Yeah. You know, and it's just like brilliant, you know, and it, it keeps it keeps them engaged to what they're doing and not saying, and when, you, when you're, because a lot of, I don't know what you found, but like people tend to program hop, you know, do something for a few weeks, <laughs> right, right, bin that off. I'll try, 
I'll do something else. And you're literally sort of swinging left to right. There's no sort of pathway of what you're doing. So if you're on a program for eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, instead of just doing the same thing over and over again, it's saying, right, this week, put a little more weight on the bar. This week, a few more reps. Do you know what I mean? And you start sort of, and you challenge them each week. So they've got a purpose to what they're coming in and doing. I find it's almost with some, well, most guys, we're all a bit of this, it's holding them back from burying themselves week one. And when they see like, <laughs> I go, right, you've got like your first exercises, like squats or whatever, eight reps. And they're like, right, putting as much weight as they can on for uh, eight reps week one. And it's like week two, hmm. buried, you've got nowhere to go with it. I think like, you said, it's, it's oh, but do you know, do you know what? Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. sometimes just let them do it. Oh, don't worry, sometimes there's a need for it, but it's in the long term understanding yeah. that, like, right, week one, you need to do a weight that you know you can do. And then week two, you go a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. By week four, five, six, then you're in a position where you should be like PDs and looking for <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we, 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 we've all had those clients. So, you know, when you're saying, when they're like, what do you reckon? You're like, right, this weight. And they're like, no, nah, I can do much heavier. And you're like, no, but I want to sit. And you just end up in a bit of a, not an argument, but a heated discussion, shall we say. Bit of banter with it. And you say, do you know what? Fill your boots, go on. <laughs> and then as you're slowly picking the bar back off them, after they just buried themselves, you're like, <laughs> should we go back to what we were doing now, yeah? Yeah, good. <laughs> I was just saying, that's kind of like the flow of training, isn't it? You know, uh, yeah. program like a deload week, which is, you know, really... Kind of, I won't say extreme, but advanced stuff. I think mm. when you program for a client, you know, you have that like, you, you know, you might change the program and you have that first week where you're just getting into the movements again. So it's kind of like a deload week anyway. And then they, they progress deeper yeah. into that. But I just like it. Like you said, sometimes I like it. If a client comes in and they're buzzing, it's like, it's cash in. Let's have it. Let's see what we can do today. And then uh, just mm. let them I'm not going to do that next week, but we'll have it today. Like, yeah, no something, whatever it is, like the stars have aligned. You've had good night's kit, good breakfast, full of food, full of energy. And it's just like, right, let's kick the doors in. Let's start smashing <laughs> some uh, big weights out. And you're like, happy days, let's go. I think Love that's, it. I think like what you said earlier, Jones, of like getting that buy-in with clients to like, almost getting them excited about tracking the numbers and seeing them progress. That buys like consistency. That's for me is how we like build consistency with clients. If they get into the fact of going like, right, it takes them away from going, what's the outcome I'm trying to get in terms of like body composition or whatever, losing weight, building muscle, whatever, and puts gets them more bought into the process of going, right, in a couple of weeks' time, you know, I want to be lifting an extra five kilos and what I am doing now. And then they get there and it's like, right, well, let's get to like, you say like the 30 kilo dumbbells. And suddenly that's striving for, I guess, like an outcome within the within the, the numbers. It gets them focusing more on the process and, and doing that more consistently. And then that breeds like a, a, a strong dad, you know, someone who's in decent nick, feeling better about themselves, um, which is generally the goals that most of our clients come with. Yeah. You see the, um, just before we go, the, uh, do you follow like Dr. John Russin on, or Russin, whatever his name is, on Instagram? like functional stuff but like strength and uh he does a uh 50 of your body weight goblet squat challenge and i was like oh, 
And it's like, he was saying like 25 plus reps is, you know, like solid. And I was just like, I don't know. Like, I've not tried it yet, but I was definitely like, it's well worth a go. Like I was just thinking what could be a good strength indicator exercise where you go. Yeah. yeah I don't think they do a kettlebell big enough for that. I was thinking I've got a 40 kilo kettlebell on the floor down here behind me. I was more thinking like, I'm not sure I could off my wrists and take it holding it in a gob- <laughs> for a goblet squat alone. My legs. That might be yeah. something I'm going to try during lockdown. But um, anyway. There's <laughs> <laughs> no podcast next week. Why not? Because I'm in traction like knacking my wrist. <laughs> got buried underneath the kettlebell. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see like what would be a good strength indicator for... Uh... The dad's like, what would be a little table you could say, right, you're classed as strong now. You're classed as a strong dad. (laughs) (laughs) Neely's going to be getting a records board up in the... uh, the He'll get it up with all his rugby league tops in that shrine. (laughs) In that shrine, shrine, I know he's got in his house. Definitely. I'll take a picture of it. It's having one dad's. I've got a few knocking about. Right, boys, I think we'll round it up there. I think next time, I think it's quite good actually. I think next time we'll take it in some mindset and nutrition. I think I was, uh, yeah, today. And that's yeah, uh, right, nice for that. Um, everyone, as usual, um, if you please subscribe to the podcast, if you enjoyed it, share it with your mates and leave us uh, a nice review because it always helps. Um, and check out the lads on Instagram because there's some good concept getting content getting shared at the minute and that. So, um, Go on, remind everyone of your Instagram handles. Remember Chris Jones, PT and mentoring. And uh, I am at Adam Neil Coaching. Cool. Nice one, boys. And uh, we'll see you next week.